the, the name of his monastery, which is Brahma Suti Sakayarama. So the, the name was given by Lopo Pat uh, in Lampang. Uh, Ajahn Kamon went up uh, with Lompo uh, Anand to, to pay respect to Lompo Pat and, and asked Lompo Pat to, to give uh, a name for, for this new monastery. Uh, and Opat said, uh, Suti Sakayarama. Uh, Sakayarama means uh, temple of the Sakaya, Sakaya Buddha, so meaning the uh, disciple of, of the Buddha. And Suti, it means pure, purity. Uh, it is also part of uh, Ajahn Gamon's last name because this land was uh, given by, by his mother. Uh, and Nongpo Anand asked, because it was given by, by his mother, that Nongpo Anand asked to to add Brahma uh, in front of the name. So it becomes Brahma Suti Sakayarama uh, because uh, the parents, they are uh, the Brahma of, of their children. So this is the, the, uh, how, how the name uh, comes to be. Namo tasa pakawato arahato samma samputasa. Namo tasa pakawato arahato samma samputasa. Namo tasa pakawato arahato samma samputasa. Putang tamang sankang namasami. So you all can sit comfortably. You can keep your eyes open or you can close your eyes. You can sit in any posture that you want in Samadhi. So uh, some of you can understand Thai, some of you cannot. So you can uh, listen to the Thai version first and then uh, listen to the translation later. So I arrived here yesterday evening and this morning, I was uh, able to meet up with uh, my monk friends and we get to talk. Uh, so we usually, when, when we get together, we do not talk about serious stuff because you know that, that leads to uh, sleepiness. So uh, we, we were just talking and many, many of us, many monks, uh, we are over 40 years old. So we start to experience uh, pain or sickness. Uh, for myself, I, I have a, a pain in, in my finger. And there was a, Malaysian monk who, who can uh, massage, who can do this uh, massage therapy. And it, it was really painful. And uh, this Malaysian monk, uh, he, he said, 
if there's no pain, then it means there's no problem. But uh, I had, it, it means that I have a serious problem because it was really painful. Uh, and there was another foreign monk. Uh, he was sitting together with us and he said, uh, no pain, no gain. Uh, so I asked Ajahn Pong just now what, what it means. Uh, so this no pain, no gain, it, it was something of uh, building up, cultivating patient endurance. So I thought it was a good topic to bring it up for, for today's uh, Dhamma. Is it like is a is an easy phrase, but it can be used to contemplate as Dhamma also. So as we were all listening to Tanajananan's Dhamma this morning, he mentioned that everyone has to struggle before they get some results from their practice. Some of them, some of you may have practiced for three, four, five, ten years. And we all have to struggle. But if you really put your effort to it, then you will eventually see the result. And that is really true. If you really think about it, if we do not get past those points of struggle, then you will not be at this point in, in, in this present moment. Both in, in the worldly sense and in the Dhamma sense. So if let's say if you uh, just relax, enjoy yourself, if you want to eat, you eat, whatever you want, if you want to sleep, you sleep. You don't train yourself. And when is the time to experience suffering, then it is really hard to solve. So we are lucky that we were born in this time and able to, to know Buddhism to know, to listen to the Dhamma, to meet the great teachers. And by listening to the Dhamma, we bring it into our practice. We don't have to seriously practice it, even just practicing uh, little by little, it can help solve our suffering. So when you experience suffering, then with the practice, then you will automatically uh, think of the teachings of, of the Buddha or teachings of the Krubhajan. So for Thai people, we are quite lucky. We are. Uh, luckier than the rest of the world uh, because we were born into Buddhism and 
we were able to meet many great Krubhajans and, and listen to and uh, read about the biography of many Krubhajan from Lung Puman, Lung Tamahabua, Lung Pusha, Lung Anan. They all come uh, from the great lineage of practicing Sangha. But if they just teach the Dhamma, but they don't practice it, then we wouldn't have the faith in them. The reason we have faith in, in them is because they, they practice it before and they obtained the result and they were able to show us the way to practice. And this can be considered uh, it is that Thai people, uh, we have one of the 38 uh, Mangala, uh, uh, which is uh, being born in the right place. Because in Thailand, we have Buddhism as the main religion, and we have many great teachers. We don't have to fly overseas to, to be able to meet them. So we can start from an early age to, to cultivate ourselves. And we start uh, by giving dana. This is something that uh, it was uh, taught to us uh, from young age. And dana, it, with giving dana, it refined our heart. When we, when we give something, when we help others, when then we start to feel full in our heart and our mind, our heart can be cool and collected. And with this, with this joy from giving dana, then we build up the faith. And by giving dana or giving alms to the monks, then this is the chance for uh, children to be close to the monks, to be close to the Krubhajan. And nowadays, we can still be able to do that. Or even though we may have work and we cannot come to the monastery, we can still make donation uh, from online banking and that we can still keep the connection with the Sangha. But if we come to the monastery often, then we won't be shy when we meet the monks, when we meet the Krubhajan. So it all starts from dana. It is, it is the best way to, to lead into Buddhism.
And eventually, when we come to the monastery uh, more and more often, and we start to listen to the Dhamma, and we have a chance to have con conversation uh, with the monks, uh, receiving Dhamma from the Krubhajan, and we start to practice uh, one time, two times, three times, then this built up and it developed your heart. Before we can consider our mind being coarse and we can fix that, we can develop, we can refine it by developing morality, having precepts. So for example, if you drink alcohol, if you just uh, had a drink and you come to the temple to talk with the monks, do you think the monks would want to talk to you? So if you want to be close to the Krubhajan, we have to ask ourselves, uh, do we have, do, are we able to keep the precepts? The easiest ones uh, are the five precepts. Even though now you cannot do all five, uh, whichever one you can do, uh, you, you, it is easier to, to keep that precept. But if uh, some of them you cannot do, then you have to put the effort into to overcome your kilesas, your desires. And if you practice morality, then you may have question that you want to ask the Krubhajan that I have a lot of suffering, what should I do? But even sometimes, even before you, you ask that question, then you realize that uh, you can fix that by keeping the sila having uh, morality. So the Buddha taught that having dana and sila is very important. We all want to obtain peace. We all want to have samadhi. But to be able to, to do that, you have to have uh, a firm foundation. The dana and sila they are the foundation of acquiring samadhi. So sila is the control of our body and speech. And there might be a question that I am keeping the sila, but how am I still suffer? This is one of the uh, classic questions uh, frequently asked. But if we keep listening to the Dhamma of the Krubhajan, then we can realize that we suffer because of our mind. The mind can still have bad thoughts, unwholesome thoughts, and this cannot be helped. 
you have to realize that you're not breaking any precepts, but having bad thoughts coming up, it can still happen because we are not devas, uh, we are not Aryapukala, noble being. So it is impossible to not have unwholesome thoughts. But we can develop our heart by practicing samadhi. And with a peaceful mind, you can notice that these thoughts, these thoughts, they are not of us, they are not ourselves. Before you practice, you may think negatively of your uh, unwholesome thoughts, then you put pressure on yourself and then you become stressed. But once we were able to listen to the Dhamma and we bring it into our practice, then it is just like uh, we, were, we are walking along a path and there's something blocking the way. And we just throw those obstacles to the side of the path and we just keep walking. In the beginning, it might be a bit difficult, but if you keep, keep contemplating and practicing, then you will see the result uh, in three years, five years, 10 years. And you will understand that the suffering, they don't just go away, all of it, but you can ask yourself whether you're satisfied with that. For me, uh, I, I feel satisfied. So if before the scale of suffering is the scale of 10, it may not go down all the way to zero, but it may be five, four, three, and that is okay. So we have to put the effort in our practice, whether it's acquiring mindfulness, sitting samadhi, uh, walking meditation, staying with our breath or contemplating our body. All these practice, they all come down to acquiring wisdom to be able to let go of your sense of self. So you have to put in the effort uh, as in the saying, no pain, no gain. And this is a good phrase that I listened to this morning and I think it was a good Dhamma topic for today. So remember that if you do not struggle today, then you won't be able to be comfortable in the future. So I have given 
uh, enough point for today. So I will stop here. <laughs>